Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. All right, glad to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. There is a ton going on, tons to get to today. We're not all the way there yet. We've got another big hour coming your way. We do have a PAGS parody today that Carrie just absolutely loves. I think she used the word adore. No, again. Which is not I usual know. for Carrie. And no, listen, don't. we've got it on tape. We, we've got it. we got no Really? Play it for me. I will. I will. No, that's coming up. Everybody stick around. That's coming up at some point. <laughs> that's coming up at some point, I think. Lie. Something like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, we've got that for you. Yeah, we've also got campus reform at the bottom of the hour. We're going to talk about uh, your girl Kamala Harris and the possibility that she'll be the next Supreme Court justice. That seems to be talked about. I'm not really sure why, because it's not going to happen on a Thursday. Yes, indeed, he do. Let's no go. Mark and Dawn. <laughs> Watch this. Why do you say it with such conviction? Because you don't like it. It's not true. <laughs> Seems I've got better. to have a change in scene. The chat room is saying you're in a good mood because you're off tomorrow. Every night I have the strangest dream. There may be something to that, people. What does that mean? When do I get a me day? You could have a me day if you wanted one. I never got a me day. Seven days a week. So it seems. I support all these kids I have. I don't know. Could be it. Let's go. Mark Don and Mel, Grand Funk Railroad. Come on. Sing it now. Come on, Carrie. No, I think you've done enough singing for today, Is actually. That, what's that? You want to hear more of my singing? I couldn't hear you. No, I said you've done enough singing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can play it again, sure. <laughs> again, you're not hearing what? me. What are you talking about? It sounds like you're saying <laughs> no. you haven't gotten enough of How my singing. How about this hour we play the song, the real song, and we the real song, the parody so people can hear well, it. I agree. We should play the real song. Ah, uh, darn it. I thought this was oh, the real song. No, is this the parody? Turns out it's the Pags yeah. parody, Woke mm. People. Come on now. Turn it up, people. Don't be a hater like Carrie. They're dancing Hatery, she drinks all day. Let's go. Woke people got no reason. Woke people got no reason. Woke people got no reason to whine. They got their big nose in our business. Those minds are closed, we have all witnessed. They got little brains that are easily tricked. Pushing values change, it's pretty sick. Well, I don't want no woke people. You know they talk people. Don't want no woke people around here. What, you want some more? You got it. Woke people are nothing like you and I. They want you canceled or just to die. Pretty bad. Woke people pick uh-huh. slow Biden. Right. Woke people think they're enlightened. 
woke people have some people so frightened they want dudes swimming against the chicks choose race and sex for scotus picks they want gas prices high as the eye can see to stop us from driving round their suvs they got green hair and fake outrage out of alinsky's book they took a page well i don't want no Woke People of Pax Parody, I'll post it later. I've got to put the words on it. What I do is uh, late at night, Carrie, because I, I only stay up late for the people. It's not mm, for me. Of course um, not. Right. Late at night, I will put the words on the screen so you can sing along um, when I put it up on the rumbles. Here's Guys, I can't make them happy. You know what I mean? I cannot make these people happy who are watching the live video stream. Uh-huh. While this song is problem. on. Somebody writes on there, why don't you make the words go across the screen, the, the screen as, the, as the song is on? Because I got nothing better to do. I'll just type the words out <laughs> know, really? and put it on some sort of a, a transparent wheel. Do it. For me. You know what I mean? I know. They I mean, I'm switching cameras. They see you. They? they see Polo. They see Sam. They're getting wide shots. They're getting all sorts of entertainment. They still isn't enough. Why don't you put the words on there? <laughs> I, know. I know. You'll never be able to make everybody happy. What the what? I you know, know what I'm saying? I know. We should take tomorrow Woke off. Woke people. Little packs, but mm. I should take tomorrow off. I'll we take it off, sure. Take a Joe day. Paul, yeah. you and Sam got it. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> sure. Have a good one. Um, all right. So that's Woke People. We'll put it up tonight. It'll probably be very late at night, so you'll probably see it tomorrow. And I do put the words on the screen so you can sing along with it. And hopefully, my hope with these parodies is to make you smile a little bit, is to make mm-hmm. you uh, tap your feet. What's up? Oh, it's just, you know. I made a little noise. That's all. <clears throat> Could you not hear? Yeah, you make a lot of noise, but I don't talk about it a lot. <laughs> not you know that kind of noise. Not oh, that plenty kind of noise. noise I'm like right in the middle of saying something. I'm like, what was uh, that? No, no. What was that now, Lucky? So, happen. yeah, no, I mean, uh, but what I'm saying is I'll put the words on the screen so you can sing along with it and you can enjoy the song as much as we did. Now, I was thinking about this because I, I get a hard time but from you and others for playing it once an hour. I play it three times when I do a good one. One that I think is pretty decent. Mm-hmm. One that isn't so great. Sometimes you get one or two plays. But um, And if we have a jam-packed show, I don't do it more than, more than once or twice. But normally I'll do it once an hour. And this one was a once an hour one. Now, I, tr- I was trying to think when I first started doing parodies, which the first one I ever did, you remember what it was? Oh, man. Um, I don't. The big story was the TSA was like overly aggressive with flyers. <laughs> Something about groping or... I don't. And I actually put, uh, I did like know. a little video with it, which was interesting. The first one I ever did, and I don't even have it. Um, I, I probably have to go get it off. It's online somewhere. But the first one was called YTSA, and I did it to YMCA. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm, long time ago. And the video was like, you know, these, because there were a few pictures of these TSA agents like in uh, crevices. They were like really up in there. I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing? You know yeah, what I mean? So yeah. I, I had to do something with that. So it was YTSA. Hmm. I'll have to dig one. Long I'll have to dig ago. that one out. I'm sure it's somewhere. But um, I don't think that I used to play them once an hour, did I? Um, I feel like I played them once or twice. And now maybe, maybe twice, twice. If it was really good. Maybe twice. Yeah. Maybe some of them you couldn't do once an hour instead of doing once an hour. Well, we could also ask you to do more instead of taking naps during the show. I, I mean, not take naps. These are a I lot of what ifs. These are a lot of it would be nice. You know what I mean? <laughs> 
These are a lot of hopes and desires is what they are. It is uh, 888-941-PAGS. If you want to comment on the parody, go to Twitter, at Joe Talk Show. Go to Getter, at Joe Talk Show. Go to uh, MeWe, which is at Joe Pags. You can go to uh, Telegram. Whatever your favorite one is, Parlor at Joe Pags. Go there and you can comment or just make it simple. Go right to me by going to JoePags.com, J-O-E-P-A-G-S dot C-O-M. Scroll down to the bottom, click on contact, send me an email, let me know what you think about it. And I appreciate that. A few people have already sent me other ideas for today. The best way to give me a parody idea, and that one was from an emailer. That was from somebody who listens and they sent me an email. I don't have have the guy's email in front of me, but thank you. You know who you are. Thank you for that. Uh, And remember one was from a father and daughter family, like a 14-year-old wrote it in, uh, in Alaska. Yeah. Those are always cool, but I will not remember it if you go to the, the chat room or even if you go to Twitter and suggest it. If you want to suggest a song, you want me to really consider it, you've got to send it to, to the email, which is, again, JoePags.com, J-O-E-P-A-G-S dot C-O-M, and then cl- uh, just scroll down to the bottom and click on contact, and that email comes right to me. All right, before we hit a break, I want to play some, some video for you. If you're watching on the screen, if you're not watching right now, go to my page right now, JoePags.com, click on Watch Now. And you'll actually see this, just like you see me, you see Carrie, you see Paul, you see Sam. Um, this is President Joe Biden, or the guy who is in the Oval Office. First, first of all, did you hear this rumor that that Breyer didn't know that it's been announced that he's retiring? I did not hear that rumor. Really? Yeah, Justice Breyer did not know, and all of a sudden, like the media was mm-hmm. leaking it yesterday, and then today he made it official. I know that's true because when Jen Psaki was asked about it. She said her response to like Peter Ducey and everybody else and Peter Alexander from ABC, uh, her response was, well, there's been no official announcement of anybody retiring, so I'm not going to talk about it. That was today. Okay. Then Biden comes out and decides that, you know, yes, Breyer did announce that he's retiring. And in fact, um, I've got something to say about that. Now, do you remember him on the campaign trail saying what he would do if there were an opening on the Supreme Court? About uh, nominating a black woman? Yes. He said that on the campaign trail. He mm-hmm. said that actually at a debate. Mm-hmm. He said that. So here, here he is today. Now, forget everything he's going to say before he gets to the racing gender, because all of it's clearly a lie. Here's, uh, here's Joe Biden today. Our process is going to be rigorous. I will select a nominee worthy of Justice Breyer's legacy of excellence and decency. While I've been studying candidates' backgrounds and writings, I've made no decision except one. Now, I'm going to stop it there. So far, I agree with him. Got to be excellent. Got to be this. Got to be that. Justice Breyer's legacy, whatever. It's got to be a left-wing person. He's a left-wing justice. It's not going to change the makeup of the court. But yeah, I'm going to get the best candidate. We're going to rigorous this. And I'm studying the candidates. I'm doing that. By the way, he's reading all of it. He can't even just come out and say two lines. He's reading all of this off a teleprompter. But listen to where he goes with it. Our process is going to be rigorous. I will select the nominee worthy of Justice Breyer's legacy of excellence and decency. While I've been studying candidates' backgrounds and writings, I've made no decision except one. The person I will nominate will be someone with extraordinary qualifications, character, experience, and integrity. And that person will be the first black woman ever nominated to the United States Supreme Court. Now, I'd really let that sink in, how racist that is. That is so unbelievable. Okay, qualified and qualifications and excellence in this and, and going to be great uh, with Breyer said, and it's going to be a black woman. Now, people on Twitter and other woke outlets want me to believe that you have to have a black woman on the court because there isn't one. Well, that's not true. You don't have to have a black woman on the court. That, that's actually kind of ridiculous. 
well, the court should, should reflect all of America. Well, it does, because the Constitution reflects all of America. It doesn't matter what they look like. Justice is supposed to be blind. Our judicial system is supposed to be blind. You want our judicial system to somehow look like you? You know, I look at the court, and you've got, what, three white guys on there? Four, something like that? I don't think any of them look like me. I certainly don't think any of them represent me. I don't think any of them have the same background as I have. Carrie, how many Italians on the Supreme Court right now? Mm, I don't think any. You know, we, we had Scalia. We had just the one, but he passed away. Where's my representation? When Scalia died, you got to replace him with a paisan. What's the matter part, with you? I'm part Irish, so Irish might be I good. Think, I think you have, uh, you've got some Irish on there, don't you? Hmm. I think you have Kavanaugh's in that Irish. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. You might, you might, you might have a, you might have too many Irish people on there. To be honest, no, you get rid of some of the Irish. No, don't do that. Too many Irish That's on there. Racist. Overrepresentation, overrepresentation <laughs> of the Irish. You know what I mean? It's just so stupid. Mm. The whole thing is dumb. And even if we're going demographically, which we're not, we shouldn't be. Justice is supposed to be blind, and Martin Luther mm. King Jr. didn't care about your skin tone as long as you did the job right. But let's say we go by demographics. Do you know what percentage of the American population black women are? I don't. Take a guess. Um, 15%? Seven. Seven, okay. Black people completely are 12 or 13%. Black women or females are 7% of the population. So 7% of the court has to be black female? Well, how do you do that? Hmm. You know, the court is nine justices. So if you break that down, what is that? 11.5% each for each justice to make 100%? How would you do that? You got a black man on there, but he's not black enough because he's conservative. So you have to ignore Clarence Thomas. Forget that you've got a black person on there. Already, that's 11, 11.5% representation for black people who are 12 or 13% of the population. Look, we can get in the weeds mathematically all you want. Now, I'm against affirmative action, so all those percentages don't matter. It could be nine black people on the court, nine Hispanics on the court, nine women, nine men. I don't care as long as you're truly going by what the document says. If you're a textualist, which means you believe in the text and you you believe in what the Constitution says and then you will rule according to it, I'm in your corner. I'm for you. For this guy to say, I'm going to choose this race and this gender as the nominee, he is saying, I'm a racist man, which he is. Joe Biden, for the 50 years we've known of him in this country, has been as racist as they get. He's a racist guy. And I can give you example after example after example after example. This is another racist move that is meant to patronize black people in America. Black people in America, I believe, are smart enough to see right through it. But the idea that you must not, I, I made this compare. I was on with Sean today on his show in Hannity. And I made this comparison today. What if when Michael Jordan came, came out of UNC, who I now believe is the best basketball player ever to play, what if he came out of UNC? And the Chicago Bulls said, you know, the guy is great and he's the next available guy and he might be really something in the, in the NBA, but damn it, we got to get a white guy. Carrie, how stupid would that be? Extremely stupid. You choose the best person available at the time you have the need. And the best person available may be a black woman. You know what he really screwed up here? And, and I, look, we can go for two days about where Joe Biden is screwed up. But his mess up was, he said it out loud. 
he may have he may have had every plan to try to find a black woman who he felt was qualified to take the place of somebody retiring. And then he nominates her, she goes through the process, and gets seated on the court. We never would have known that his intention was it had to be a black female. But him saying it is him holding a flag saying, oh, just to let you know, I don't really care about the qualifications. Because whoever is nominated now will not be seen by how great a judge she can be. She will not be seen by her education. She will not be seen by how hard she's worked. She's going to be seen as a black female. That's it. And people who are naysayers who don't like her rulings, I'm not going to like her rulings. So he's going to nominate some progressive, some lefty. Those people will now be all be called racist because how dare you go after a black female when the actual first move by him to nominate was the racist move to begin with. You think about that. Really just think about that because it is crazy. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Stay here. You're listening to Joe Pags. Great to have you. Thanks. I do appreciate you. Lots going on. Lots to get to. Joe Pags Show. Bottom of the hour. It's going to be campusreform.org. So 888-941-PAGS. 888-941-7247. JoePags.com. Yeah, the racist in chief is going to definitely pick a, a black female. And the left is pretending like that's not racist somehow. Had he said, I'm definitely going to be picking a white, heterosexual Christian man, they'd be having a fit. And the entirety of social media would be melting down right now. Let me go to uh, Ron in Oklahoma City. Ron, what's going on? Hi. Uncle Pagsy, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate you. What's happening, brother? Listen, man, uh, first of all, Doug, the uh, parody. Thank you. Uh, I'm a short guy, so that was awesome. Thanks. Number one. Number two, the POTUS. Man, you know, it's, it's scary that a guy would actually come out and say that. You know, it, it, it's hurt. It hurts my heart. You know, I would, I wouldn't race like that. Number three, how can we have, uh, somebody protecting the sovereign border of somewhere else where they're not protecting our sovereign border? You know, it, it's crazy. Um, and then if I may right quick, quickly, Polo, Polo, you're awesome. Sam, what a great job she does. Uncle Pagsy, love your show. Now, Miss Lockie, Miss Carrie, the chocolate voice, we love you. We all love you. But, you know, and, and you're thinking about hitting the hitting the rickroll. I know that, but hang on. The thing of it is, man, she's getting... I don't have time to, to listen to it. I'm, I'm out of time. Well, you know what I mean, Carrie? She was going for some kind of complaint or something, so... Probably, yeah. but I, I'm out of time. Okay. We have a big interview coming up. <laughs> He was getting rickrolled anyway, up. so there you go, a little of that for you. 888-941-PAGS, okay. JoePags.com. Stay right here. Joe Pags.
Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have this young lady on. She's the uh, Campus Reform Editorial Assistant. Her name is Avery Selby. Avery, how are you? Good to see you. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing very well. Good to have you on. A graduate of UNC just last year. Congratulations. All right. Thank you. Yes. And what are your degrees in? So my degree is health systems management. I minored in economics. Um, I did a little switch right after graduating, um, so I'm now in the conservative movement. Good. Uh, well, now, health systems administration, boy, that's that's a little bit appropriate right now, isn't it? Uh, did, <laughs> it did, is. Did, did you yes. study that to become a doctor, a doctor, a nurse practitioner? Well, what was the hope if you hadn't changed gears? Well, I think uh, like a lot of students going to college, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and I spent four years in university trying to figure that out. And it wasn't until after I graduated that I really found out, you know, the direction I want to take my life in. And that's why I'm here. That's why I'm at Campus Reform. Um, we're exposing liberal bias on college campuses, and I'm really happy to be here. Yeah, you guys are doing that. Every single day I go to campusreform.org. Campusreform.org. Go there. These young reporters are doing an amazing job exposing what's going on. There's a lot of liberal bias on campus. But I've got to ask you about hospital administration. Uh, when we see when we see people like in New York, uh, Hochul, the, the governor is laying off or firing a bunch of healthcare workers that are only there to save lives and to bring good care to people. Does it make you take pause? Does it make you think to yourself, why would we ever tell people who have promised to only do well, do good for people in, in healing them, bringing them back to, to good health? Why would we ever tell them you can't be here if you don't take a shot or if you don't wear a mask or something? Yeah, um, it's pretty sad. I don't I don't know why she's doing that either. Um, that's definitely some liberal bias. You know, we, we cover a lot of that. Um, so we see that there in the government. And that's sort of, I think, um, a continuation of what's going on on these college campuses. You recently went to UNC. I, I haven't been in college since 1985. It's a long, it's a, it's a long time. Hey, listen, Avery, that's a long time ago. Um, so back then, we didn't worry about you know who was wearing a mask and who was. Uh, you could you didn't have the internet to go on and do your classes that way. Who has a vax card and who doesn't? What was life like on campus at UNC? Did you go to school? Did you did you do it over the internet? How did you do it? So my my last three semesters uh, were completely online. So I didn't go to class at all. Uh, thankfully, I did have an in-person graduation, Good. Uh, but not a single in-person learning experience in my last three semesters there. Isn't that something that was that by your choice or was that because they didn't let you go? No, they, they didn't let us go. I think by wow. the my second semester senior year, I think they had started letting some freshmen go to class, um, but none of I didn't qualify for any of those. So all of my learning, the very end of my degree was online, unfortunately. Now, do you still talk to people who are at UNC? Are they allowing them back in class now? So I'm, I didn't really keep up very much with UNC Charlotte. Um, I don't blame you, like to I be said, honest. <laughs> most, of, most of my time there was online. So I was a transfer student. So unfortunately, I didn't get to make a lot of connections that most students do when they they go to college. But you're making the connections now. She is the editorial assistant over at campusreform.org. It's Avery Selby. Uh, do, you have a, do you have a Twitter? you have an Instagram that we want to send people to or not? I don't have a Twitter. I mean, my Instagram is private, so I'm not sure that uh, that I can I can give myself a plug here. All good. No, no, it's it, it's it's up to you if you want to plug a website or anything else. I I always like to give the the young reporters and, and those who work at Campus Reform an opportunity to to grow their audience if they want to. If you don't want to, that's cool. That's not a problem. I know a lot of reporters um really appreciate that, so we we do like that. All right. So if you get a Twitter, you get something like that going. Let me know, and uh, and we'll we'll go that way. All right. So let's talk about um uh, the stories that we want to get to today. Admissions counselor admits to anti Republican bias. When reviewing college apps, the admission uh, or the the ad, the admission, I think, is really stark because normally they lie and say, "I'm not doing that." What are you talking about? Fill me in on this story. Well, so this was a uh, 
at Clemson University, an undergraduate admissions counselor, posted on her Snapchat story um, bashing Republican applicants, calling them uh, or associating them with white supremacy and misogyny and calling them oppressors. I mean, she was dismissing any adversity they might have faced because of their values. And this is really sad to see. Um, it, it puts a shadow of, you know, of doubt for Clemson admissions. Um, I know when, when I was applying for schools, Clemson was one of my top choices. I didn't end up going there, but you know, it's really sad to think that maybe had I put my political affiliation or my conservative values on, um, on my applications, would they still have accepted me? And I think that probably is a question that a lot of students have. Why is that a requirement? Do you know? Why would I have to tell my political affiliation? That's not a, When I went to college, and again, it was a long time ago. I get it. I'm old. Um, but I, I, I didn't have to tell anybody what I felt about issues. I, I was a music major. I went there and I studied playing the saxophone and learning how to read music and things. Why is this important? Is that something that's standard operating procedure now on these college and university campuses in, in the United States? You've got to somehow let them know what your leanings are? Well, no, it's not required, but... Um, you know, if you want to tell your tell about yourself on your application, maybe you want to include your organizations that you're in. I know I, I have a lot of friends applying for graduate school, and they want to, or they're really having to consider if they want to include their conservative clubs on their applications. And I think it's really sad. You have to think twice if you want to include, you know, your involvement in college Republicans or Young Americans for Liberty. Maybe you were in a pro-life group or a pro-Second Amendment group, and you have to think about, is this going to hurt me when I'm applying for for graduate school? So. You know, it's not a requirement, but why should you be penalized for just telling about yourself on your applications? I, it's ridiculous. Excellent point. You should be able to say these are the clubs I'm in. This is what I believe in. This is what I like to bring to Clemson. Uh, I'd like to do a Turning Point USA or, or Leadership Institute's club, and nobody should give me a hard time. So with the admission that that they, they're acting anti-Republican in reviewing college applications, can we now tell them stop that? Now that they've said I am doing that, is there any recourse or they can just keep doing it? Well, the, the statement by the university was that this person isn't making any decisions, but she's in the office. Yeah. Um, so as far as we know, she hasn't had, you know, any repercussions except maybe a slap on the wrist. Uh, but, you know, it's not just in college uh, admissions. Yeah. You know, that's kind of the least of our worries here. Uh, this anti-conservative bias and the social conditioning to just self-censor, it's its everywhere in our culture. It's bleeding into the workforce. It's how we get these woke corporations who, uh, like uh, like um, Coca-Cola and yeah. MLB pulling out of Georgia for right. a Republican-backed bill, or uh, Twitter censoring uh, members of Congress and kicking out the sitting president of the United States. Yeah, it, it, it was just, I mean, the, I'm glad you brought up Georgia because how, how stupid was that whole thing? They literally lost $100 million in, in revenue just from people coming to visit, you know, to, to check out the All-Star game just because of stupidity and wokeness. I think that was a great point. It's Avery Selby. She is the uh, uh, administrative assistant. Did I get it right? Uh, no, the, uh, the editorial assistant at campusreform.org. Go to that website, campusreform.org, every day like I do. Check out these incredible stories. The next one is the Supreme Court is agreeing to hear these lawsuits against Harvard, UNC, race-based admissions policies. This is where they're anti-Asian, right? That's right. So the, the Supreme Court has agreed to hear um, cases um, against Harvard University and University of North Carolina. Um, they're being accused of discrimination against white and Asian students in their admissions process. Um, this this case will be um, have a chance to overturn two previous uh, Supreme Court cases about affirmative action. Um, and hopefully this time around, we can see the Supreme Court recognize students' 14th Amendment rights in college admissions. 
isn't it kind of amazing, though, Avery? Let's just think about this for a second. We've got a president who um, ran for president saying, if I, if I got to replace a Supreme Court justice, I'm going to make it a black woman, which is an extremely racist thing to say. That, that completely says the 14th Amendment and, and due process and uh, equal treatment under the law doesn't mean anything when the president himself says, I'm going to nominate somebody who is specifically black and specifically a woman. So the Supreme Court, the way he sits now, gets to hear this case, which really is a challenge to what Biden's trying to do today. It's kind of coincidental, isn't it? That, that's very interesting to me. It definitely shows a trend and a continuation of what's going on um, in college in for um, affirmative action. Right. Um, that's a great point that, you know, Biden, the first thing he said about the Supreme Court nomination is that it's going to be a black woman. Well, as far as I know, um, race is not a qualification for anything. What? Um, so, <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> so, you, you know, I don't know where they get this um, as being something that's a qualification. It shouldn't be shouldn't be even a consideration at all, let alone the first thing he brings up. I, I don't need your comment on this because I don't want to put you into sort of a corner, but but let me just throw this out and think about this later. Imagine somebody said, who's the president, said, I'm going to nominate a white Christian heterosexual man. What do you think the reaction would be on Twitter and Facebook and everywhere? You'll have to answer. I'm just telling you, the, the, whole, the whole world would explode on social media about how racist that is. But it's perfectly fine to say, we've got to get somebody who represents facially and ancestrally 7% of the population on the court because that somehow will make up for slavery or something. It's all very stupid. It's Avery Selby, who's uh, from campusreform.org. Go to that website every day. One last story. New report, UND, University of North Dakota, scraps gender inclusion policy proposal after Catholic org warns parents. What is this gender inclusion policy to begin with? So the the University of North Dakota proposed this gender inclusion policy, and this policy would mandate that all staff and faculty follow and adhere by someone's chosen gender identity and pronouns. Um, So this could open up the door for biological males being placed in dorms with females or biological males uh, being placed in female sports or um, even organizations like sororities and fraternities um, having to admit based on a person's chosen gender identity instead of their biological sex, which is exactly the point of these, you know, these types of organizations. It really is. It, it, it's just, it's crazy to me that, and this is again off the beaten path, but like North, uh, not North, uh, Notre Dame is a Catholic college and they have some pro-choice group on the campus. I don't understand why uh, organizations give in on what their value system is and what their belief system is, and I'm glad the, the Catholic organization warned parents and that somebody really did highlight and spotlight this issue because it's got to be hashed out now. We've got to stop you know, this whole confusion about gender, what we're allowing different genders to do, what, what, you know, who can swim against whom at, at Penn. All of this is just nonsense. Let's get right down to the root of it. You're a, you're a facility of higher education really teach people the truth and the truth is a lot of these gender questions aren't really scientific these are how people feel uh avery i appreciate you coming on everybody go to campusreform.org every day go there like i do every morning and check out these incredible stories uh that young people like every do uh, avery do every single day campus reform uh, editorial assistant great job getting on on staff there congratulations on graduating and let's do it again okay all right thank you for having me i appreciate it we're back after this stay right here This is the Joe Pag Show.
Hi, great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. We appreciate the young reporters coming on from campusreform.org. Always a breath of fresh air. We appreciate the great information from the campuses, a lot of a lot of which we're paying for, which is kind of amazing, right? 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. If you own a small business and you do a lot of shipping, you might be paying too much. If you're waiting around at the post office or the UPS store, you might be wasting time, therefore wasting money. Stamps.com lets you print official postage right from your computer so you can spend less time at the post office and more time running your business. For more than 20 years, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over a million businesses. That's a lot. Stamps.com gives you the access to all the post office and UPS shipping services you need right from your computer, wherever you happen to be. Get discounts you can't find anywhere else. Up to 40% off of USPS rates and 76% off of UPS, if you can believe it. That's amazing. And whether you're in a small office sending invoices, a large warehouse sending out a bunch of stuff, it really doesn't matter. You're up and running in minutes, printing official postage for any letter, any package, anywhere you want to send it. Go to stamps.com, click on the uh, the microphone at the top, put in my code PAGS, get a special offer including four weeks of a trial, free postage, a digital scale, no long-term commitments or contracts. Go to stamps.com, click, click on the microphone at the top of the page, enter my code PAGS, get it done, start saving money right now. All right, this one is, is uh, another in the line of nutty news that just makes you crazy. You, you hear about police are eating dinner at a restaurant and they have their gun and people ask them to leave or they go into Starbucks to go get a, a cup of coffee or something. This has happened on a rare occasion, but it's happened and the, the other patrons are like, oh, there's a man with a gun and he's like fully uniformed, a police officer. I guess we've got an issue with the National Guard now, Carrie. Is that the deal? Mm, with the Navy from the New York Post. The Navy. The okay. U.S. Navy's pausing SEAL training at Washington State Parks while a legal battle over their use winds its way through the courts. It's difficult to find peace in the woods when armed frogmen might be lurking behind every tree. Lawyers for the Whidbey Environmental Action Network, the group behind the lawsuit against the Washington State Parks and Recreation Commission, argued in a legal brief filed last month. The Navy has used Washington State coastal parks for over 30 years for SEAL cold water training and other special operations exercises with leaders saying the area offers the perfect environment to simulate what the elite forces may encounter on difficult operations overseas. And this area provides a unique environment of cold water, extreme tidal changes, multivariant currents, low visibility, complex underwater terrain, climate and rigorous land terrain, which provides an advanced training environment. Navy spokesman Joe Overton told Coffee or Die magazine about the Navy's use of Washington shoreline has recently come under fire from local residents who are concerned about both the psychological and environmental impact the SEAL training can have on others using the park. I do not care to catch a glimpse of apparently armed men skulking around, and I definitely do not want to risk having my young grandchildren see such a sight. A resident wrote to state regulators during a public comment period while the state was attempting to renew its agreement with the Navy. Other residents expressed similar concerns, arguing the parks were supposed to serve as a place to relax for residents. So when that resident was asked, hey, if we go get attacked by a foreign power, and the Navy has to come and support you and and keep your family safe. Are they that worried about about seeing somebody mm. who's going through the training? So we should just not have. Where, where, we, where should we, we train them under underground? Train them in a basement in a dungeon? Train them on the moon? Where where can we train them? And if they're told, hey, this is a naval naval area and they're doing Navy exercises, why isn't that enough? I'm not sure. I think it should be. I mean, we've got, listen, we're in Military City, USA in San Antonio. 
You can see military apparatus driving down the street any given day. You know where all of the all the bases are. We and we support the hell out of the military here. It doesn't make any sense for us to act like American military members are somehow doing something dastardly that it's going to scare the children. I don't understand why we act like this in this country. And, and Carrie, why do I get the feeling from that story that it's like one or two people who said anything? Um, you probably could be right. And they're in like the, the one lady's like, I don't want, I don't want to see that. A really big mouth. Yeah. So you were there talking to the people? What? Wow, Wait a second. What? Enjoy your day off tomorrow. Enjoy so that day tomorrow. Rude. What's today? Your Friday? It is, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Wow. Let me let me tell people this, and let me be very direct about this. At, at the end of the day, we have to have a well-trained military, and we do. And these members are amazing. They volunteer, they sign, sign their names on the line to defend freedom and liberty in our Constitution. Stop being stupid. Stop being in your own head thinking that you're the most important person anywhere on earth. Those people that you're denigrating and giving a hard time to today could, in fact, save you and your family tomorrow. Stop being a dope. Karen, can I say it any more succinctly? I think that's that I says think it, you right? Pretty much did it. Now, will they listen? No, no, they won't. no. They just keep on being dopes. They will. Keep we have time for the parody one more time. No, 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 no. Got to go. Pop well, culture. Well, Dirty pop. Let's do some pop culture. Here's uh, Polo. Make it happen, sir. What's happening? So, you know, yesterday we were talking about the whole Neil Young situation and everything else. Yes. So today, uh, I guess SiriusXM announced that um, they're bringing back his channel, which is called Neil Young Radio. I guess they had it back in December, and they're bringing it back. And, of course, they're making it seem like it's, I don't know, I guess this this great deal that they were able to grab him from Spotify, <laughs> you know, and, and, and have his, his music out there. So I, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess... That kind of stuff is cool because I mean you can see hear like weekly concerts from like you know previous uh, concerts that he's done and stuff like that. But right, I, I don't think it's the same thing, you know. No, and and it's and it's kind of stupid. I mean, it really is. I don't think I don't think that many people care about Neil Young. That's Polo. That's Sam. That's Carrie. I'm Joe. And if you do care about Neil Young, you can find him on YouTube. Find him in, in many other places. Download his music if you want. This whole thing was stupid. Keep it here. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. This is the Joe Pegg Show.